I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. What's up, guys? In this video, we're going to talk about how investing is changing. Okay, the landscape is changing, the rules are changing, and it's something that we need to talk about. Let's get into it. So let me set some context here. Let's take you back to the 1950s. Okay, post-depression, people are scared of investing. Uh, you know, they don't like the markets because their mother or father or themselves probably lost the money and uh, either the war, the Great Depression. You know, people are skeptical. Only 6.5 million Americans owned U.S. stock. Um, at this time period. You hit the 1970s, inflations are crazy, interest rates are crazy high, but you're starting to see more adoption. You see the emerging of mutual funds take place and people are saying, look, you know, investing isn't that scary. We can diversify away the risk. Um, it's a lot better investment. But then mutual fund managers obviously, you know, charge these fees on their capital. Um, and so in the 1990s, Vanguard hit and they emerged with the ETF. We talk about this in other videos. That's the exchange traded fund. Now, the 1950, 6.5 million American owned stock. 1990, 51 million Americans owned stock. Okay, so this, this appetite for investing is changing. The, the psychology is different. People are like, okay, you know what? The stock market is actually a place where I can make money and I should. Right. If I ever want to retire, I need to invest. And, you know, throughout this time, obviously, there's all these uh, regulatory bodies that are interfering and saying, well, uh, no, you shouldn't, because then there's all these Ponzi schemes and the government's trying to protect these investors and saying, hey, you're not smart enough to make a decision for yourself. So we're going to protect you. So it's just constantly evolving and changing, right? Uh, 2002 hits, uh, fees change. So before that, like, you know, brokers, like you'd have to call a broker to invest and they charge you a crazy fee um, to make a trade. And, you know, then they're like, look, you guys are charging way too much money. Let's cut the fee, you know, to a 10th of what it was. People are getting smarter and people are getting, you know, they want more transparency, they want less fees, and they want more money, as always, right? Um, but yeah, just the overall market is getting more intelligent and saying, this is ludicrous. You can't charge these astronomical fees uh, just for making a trade. Um, you know, we can do that ourselves. So, you know, the landscape starts changing there. You see in the early 2000s, E-Trade and Fidelity come out where these like self-directed brokerages where really people can start having access to managing their money. People are excited about investing. They're starting to buy up real estate left and right and above and below. And then of course, 2008 financial crisis hits, right? Uh, you know, that did a lot. Um, it actually, you know, it's kind of a little bit of tangent, but, you know, I felt like, Post-2008, banks were forced to focus on being compliant and being regulated in the right way, which took a lot of their extra R&D dollars. And I feel like they lagged in terms of development and, you know, parallel to the rest of the world. So what happens is their technology got worse and worse. 
And, you know, well, it didn't keep up with the times, I should say. It didn't get worse. It just didn't keep up with, uh, you know, the evolution of our economies. And so then in the early teens, just the landscape changed, right? It wasn't just a bank that you worked with. The, that's when fintech erupted. You know, the emergence of Robinhood and uh, all these other apps and lending and SoFi and all, all these, uh, you know, insurance products and all just all these financial products that are, you know, instead of B2B, B2C, right? They go direct to the consumer and they're like, look, you don't have to do this. Don't, don't uh, like, look, we'll pay off your student loan debt. It's crazy high rates. And then, you know, re, you know, get a loan from us instead. We'll pay off all these, you know, just the, 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 the landscape changed. And what also happened is people started getting more aware and conscious of their dollars. They started getting smarter. Access to information is abundant. Okay, especially, you know, it started in the early teens, especially financial information. That's when like you kind of had this emergence of the robo advice. So instead of like, you know, hey, let's pay a financial advisor to manage our money. It's like, no, like, let's educate you. You can manage your own money. Um, let's take this survey, answer these questions about uh, stocks and bonds or your risk tolerance. And then here's a recommended portfolio. So, you know, people are getting smarter. They're wanting less fees, you know, and then it was just a couple years ago where they cut fees down to zero. You know, there's no trading fees and you can like ever like people, more and more people are getting access to investing. I think people are understanding that you need to invest. Um, if you want to grow your wealth and you want to retire, you know, retire at a reasonable age, I should say like, you've just seen this massive change. So again, let me repeat. 1950, 6.5 million Americans owned U.S. stock. 1990, 51 million Americans owned stock. 2015, 165 million Americans owned stock. 56% of households and Americans owned U.S. stock. So there is just this, you know, craze where people are participating in the markets. They're understanding the markets. They're saying, wow, you know, and over time, people are just getting smarter and smarter. And that's where you see this fee compression take place, these robo advising now. Now what's next? My opinion, alternatives. I am very, very bullish on alternatives in the coming decade. There are, you know, technologies and companies popping up left and right that provide access to alternative investments for the retail investor. And by retail investor, I mean the average Joe Schmo, right? I'm not talking about these institutions or these super wealthy, just everyday people. And I think people are understanding that, hey, look, these alternative assets provide quite a, quite a great solution in my portfolio. That's why more and more people are investing in real estate, you know, and they're doing it themselves. And more and more people want to be in private equity or venture and want to buy businesses or you know, be in a hedge fund, but regulation hasn't always allowed it. So in 2010 was when the 506C regulation D was introduced, which allowed funds to publicly advertise to people, but still, you know, limitations on accredited investor, things like that. But they also launched crowdfunding. Um, it wasn't that great. It was amended in 2016. Guys, 2016, we're talking five years ago. Okay, that this happened. Um, so, like, this is brand new. the The fact that people can crowdfund and raise, and you know, raise money from the public markets, and obviously, in this again, info technology age, people are online, and they're investing and they're learning, and they want to participate in these things. There has been solutions to the market, right? That are not just private funds 
on, you know, that only exclusive to ultra high net worth, but they're allowing access to the retail investor or they're just even the high net worth investor, right? Like uh, a regular person with a $2 million net worth, like it's going to be hard to find a really good fund to invest in. And, you know, so there's all these products that are saying, Hey, look, I'll do that for you. So, I mean, take a look at these couple companies. Uh, first up, we got Fundrise. Okay. So this is access to real estate. You know, you don't have to go do it yourself. You know, you can invest in it and for as little as a couple thousand bucks and you can have access, you know, to real estate in your portfolio. Okay. Um, take a look at this next company, Sweater VC. Um, same concept. Instead of saying, hey, you know, you instead of a $2 million check to participate in venture, how about 2000 uh, You know, we'll go and we'll allocate that into emerging companies for you. Um, and we're, uh, no, we're actually interviewing them on our podcast here in a couple weeks. So look out for that. And then you have, you know, Titan Invest. You know, it's like a hedge fund. It's an actively managed portfolio. It's not red regulated as a mutual fund, which is different because then, you, you know, you can't take different riskier positions. It's regulated like a hedge fund and you can um, have access to, you know, a hedged fund, right? Uh, how it originally started. So, you know, you're seeing the landscape change. People are getting smarter. The sophisticated market want access to these products and the market is giving them, giving it to them. Um, so be aware of this guys, figure out how you fit into the puzzle. Um, is there, you know, obviously these are these three companies that I just mentioned, they're kind of like the only that I've seen in their sphere. Like there's not that many competitors that are doing exactly what they're doing. The field is wide open. Okay. Um, participate in it, you know, identify these trends. And instead of just watching the world change, be a part of it. Just try and anticipate what's coming and, you know, look at these patterns over time and, and, and make something happen out of it. Have a good one, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bridger here. I have four free and simple ways I can further help you to scale your business or fund. Number one, I have a YouTube channel with actually, I don't, to toot my own horn, I think it's decent content on there. Go check it out. Bridger Pennington is a YouTube channel. We go very deep on funds. Number two, I have a one hour free training at investmentfundsecrets.com. We go very deep into how to actually start and scale your very own fund from ground zero. Number three, you can join our free private Facebook group of like-minded people like me and you that go out and launch the scale funds. I go live in there once a week. The name of the group is Investment Fund Secrets. And then number four, finally, I have a free PDF guide on how to actually launch and scale your fund. If you go to investmentfundsecrets.com slash guide, you can download that guide. Now, finally, people always ask me, Bridger, can you help me one-on-one? -on -one? Can we work together? Yes, I don't want to talk about that in here. But if you want to learn more, message me, Bridger at investmentfundsecrets.com or just DM me on Instagram. Thank you guys. And I'll see you in the next episode.